And see, this is the deal. I know the average person listening, I'm telling you, they're going to go, yeah, right. Hand them a clothespin. You're like a beige wall. But what that had done is, is here's a guy, you know, that doesn't use a lot of words, okay? But man, that picture, he knows as a builder, um, that's why you do it. You build quality things and and all, I mean, it, it was just, boom you know and so that's the kind of thing that we get to encourage people um is is just you know how how do, how do you do that this is words to live by a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with god others and yourself I'm Michael Gibson, and this week on the show, Dad and I welcome a old family friend to the show and his daughter to give us a very special and unique way of communicating to the people we love in our life exactly how we're feeling. It's going to be a fascinating show and a blast from the past and a walk down memory lane that you're not going to want to miss. And it's all next. So you know those family friends that end up becoming more like family rather than friends? Well, that's how our family is with Dr. John Trent and his entire family. John has been a special part of our history because he was my grandfather's partner in ministry for many years, even co-writing some of the most widely read books on marriage and family. And all these years later, John is re-releasing one of those classics, and it's a book on communicating to your loved ones exactly how you're feeling in one sentence. We call these magical conversations magic because they are magic, but they're called emotional word pictures. And that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. John and his daughter, Carrie Trent Stageberg are joining us, but we also have another very special guest that's making an appearance. My mom, Carrie Gibson, joins us on this one. And we are just discussing how Carrie Trent is actually named after my mom. Uh, you, you noticed that we heard you, there were two carries if you're keeping track. Okay. Well, that's because our carry, uh, K-A-R-I is named after somebody who's on the podcast, Carrie Gibson, uh, Smalley Gibson. And so, um, so that's right. Uh, I, so, remember, I know. I remember seeing you the very first time, Carrie. And when they, when your parents told me they were naming you after me, yeah, I was, I was crying more than your parents. You know, greeting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty, it was pretty cool. Well, I cannot yeah. think of a better person to be named after. That is for sure. I, it's gosh, what shoes to follow. Yeah. Um, you are so beautiful, and um, this is just so much fun to be a part of this podcast today with both of you. Yes, and you are an amazing woman, so <laughs> you are that. So trying to get scored here, but uh, one of the things our, our listeners can always know is that we got five people here, but how we're, we, we have a long pass yeah, together. We're tied. Yeah, we're tied and, and one of the things I remember about John is is – when we first got married, you and I kind of were struggling on something. And the very first counseling session we ever went to was with, was with John. John. Yeah. And John kicked my butt. You kicked my See, butt. Thank you, John. <laughs> John said, hey, He's I don't care. He's definitely bad cop when it comes to counseling sometimes in a good way. So fun and jolly on the outside. But, <laughs> man, you're getting counseling with him. He's going to take you out. Do you remember what he told you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used what John taught me. All the time on guys, because I thought, hey, if it worked with me, it's got to work with other people. 
And sure enough, it did. You told me, John, I know you don't probably remember this, but you said, hey, I have to tell you, you don't have one full-time job. You have two full-time jobs, and your home is your first full-time job. And I never forgotten that. Way to go, John. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you, that's, uh, um, and and I think uh, hopefully people are already making the connection that uh, the reason why I got to sit down with you guys was your dad and I uh, got to be kind of friend of friends. Um, We were, uh, you guys had just moved Carrie, uh, and the way we're going to do this is we're going to call Carrie uh, Trent Stageberg, um, Carrie T, and then we're going to call Carrie Gibson Carrie. Okay. So that's how we'll uh, differentiate. But, but Carrie, um, you had just moved from Waco. Uh, do you remember living in Waco? Uh, can you believe we're back in Texas? I love Waco. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it was like yeah. the armpit of Texas. And, you know, now that I look at that, you know, okay, Fixer Upper wasn't there yet, but it was such a fun place to spend five years in. And, and now we're back in Texas. But yes, I remember. So and and uh, so you guys had just moved from Waco to Arizona, and we were all at this church, uh, Scotsdale Bible, and I was the family pastor, and your dad basically almost got me fired before I ever. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know that story. You know what happened? So, so I'm, you know, most of the time when you're interviewed by a church, so I'm being interviewed for the family pastor position at this huge, uh, big mega church in Scottsdale. And they had this meeting uh, afterwards for people that were interested in. So I was introduced at the service and, you know, talked. And and then um, afterwards, if you wanted some more information. So the, some elders were there and staff and, you know, nobody comes to those. And the few people that do ask you things like what, you know, what's your favorite food? And um, how did you and Cindy meet? Uh, Cindy's my wife. And, you know, and just innocuous things, right? So there's this guy sitting in the front row and I'd never met him, you know, but he's in the front row and he raises his hand and this is no joke. This is the absolute truth. He goes, so what happens? I, I want you to just get some counsel from you. Let's say you're working with somebody and they've decided to make a sex change operation and now they want to change back. And, you know, it's really impacting the family. So what would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> And uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> is this serious? You know, and uh, this is a long time ago. Today, you could say, well, that's more normal than it used to be. But I mean, <laughs> this is a long time ago. And what it was, your dad. So here's Gary Smalley sitting in the front row. And uh, I walk up to him afterward because he asked me about three questions that were so hard. It was just ridiculous. So I go, well, thanks for getting me fired. I go, there's no way they're going <laughs> to uh, have me here now. I go, you got to be a ringer. you got to work with couples or families. And he goes, yeah, my name's Gary Smalley. And I go, oh, my gosh, I've read your book, which was, you know, if only he knew and for better or best, it had just come out. And um, so that's how we met. And uh, I didn't know if you guys knew that story, but but he almost got me fired. So it was like initially we started off not liking each other, but then we got to be really good friends. I've never. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. You guys became partners and co-authors. Yeah. And, uh, and Roger, of course, then Roger starts dating Carrie at Scottsdale Christian Academy where our kids went. Isn't that right? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. 
And and uh, and and so then uh, then that you guys move towards marriage and and then one of the things I guess why we're here people are thinking well gosh this is kind of like family uh, album you know kind of like watching uh, um, you know uh, films you know people's is that all they're going to talk about well actually what we're going to talk about is your dad and I started writing uh, books together. And one of the very first books we did is one of uh, Gary's life messages, and it was on emotional word pictures. And um, and for whatever reason, uh, in spite of us, uh, it you know won the gold medallion, it won a silver medallion. It, it's a, a, a book that has helped a bunch of people, and now is being redone. And so we get to talk about to a whole new generation, uh, kind of Carrie T and uh, Michael, uh, you guys' generation, really. What's, what in the world is a word picture and how can we communicate well with each other? And um, uh, Or in Gary, my case, how can you communicate poorly and then learn how to do it better? You know, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of what we'll talk about. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, you know, I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about today because um, this book, The Language of Love, has really been the game changer for so many different people around the world, John. And I know that that book sold uh, sold millions around the country. And uh, so, but today I, I'm really excited to be able to just dig in and really learn about a word picture because growing up in a family that uh, where my grandfather wrote books and my parents are, are marriage and family pastors at a church in Dallas, I I, uh, certainly I know what a word picture is, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I really would love our listeners to be able to really discover this for themselves because I've seen firsthand how a word picture can totally revolutionize, uh, people's relationships and the way we communicate with each other. Wow. That's, you know, that's a great, uh, kickoff because that is something, um, and, uh, you know, again, we've redone the book. Carrie T did a chapter for word pictures using millennials. So again, this isn't just for people that are married. This is for singles, for single parents, for grandparents, for anybody that's listening that wants to have a stronger relationship. Well, there's this biblical tool. And um, Carrie, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, I know, you know, you guy, your family, were you born in Chicago or were you born in Texas? Well, I'm actually a Minnesota girl. I was born oh, you're a Minnesota girl. Yep, in Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. Well, your dad and mom, and again, I'm not sure because you're the oldest. I'm not sure who, if they had kids yet, but your dad was like the second or third, I think, an employee for a guy named Bill Gothard here in Chicago. And while he was there, he and Norma lived right by, and it might've been right next to, um, Corey Tinboom. Now, Hardly anybody, you know, a lot of people don't know that name now because she passed away a long time ago, but she wrote a, a, a book, um, The Hiding Place, that it was, she was in um, uh, Auschwitz or maybe Dachau. She was in a German concentration camp and just what an amazing story um, of faith and God's uh, word. But but um, do, do, you, do you remember her at all, any of you by any chance? You know what? I remember her and... I love that you brought up my hero. She really was my hero. And I was about 10 years old. I've got pictures of the two of us together. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. for those that don't know who Corey Ten Boone is, I mean, she was, um, you know, I mean, one of the first pioneers of, you know. To of, come out of the Holocaust. 
yeah. believer. And, and what a great book for people to get to learn yeah. about her is The Hiding Place. Yeah, and just, and just teaching about hiding God's word in your heart and how that, you know, I remember actually, John, watching The Hiding Place movie. I don't even know if, did you ever see her movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got yeah. to watch the premiere. I'm holding her hand. Oh. Yeah, in the part of the movie where they were hurting her sister, like I think hitting her hand up against a wall with the butt of a gun, and she cried out and started sobbing, and she took a hold of me, and so I walked her out, and she, I just held her in my arms while she was crying. And when she fell back in, but I have pictures with her, and I loved her so much that my dad – created, made me from his, you know, from scratch, um, a hiding place dollhouse. So it had a little hiding room. And, and then I had costumes that were made. Uh, my, my friend Sue Ed's made a costume, a couple of those. So I would wear those when she would come. So I was, I was definitely one of her biggest fans for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, so you get the picture of what a tremendous woman, well, she was also an incredible speaker. So here's the deal um, is, Corey, one of the things she would do, for example, was um, uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm not great at um, uh, it, it's she, she would do these tapestries that where um, she would give this talk and she would um, turn it around backwards. So when you're you know, I, I wish I knew more about needlepoint and all that kind of a thing. So I'll probably get all my terminology wrong. And if they, if you know, so don't send Michael and Roger emails saying I got, you know, so I'm, that's not my strong suit, but what I'm getting at is, so here's this tapestry, but she'd turn it around to the audience and it was just all the uh, different colored pieces of yarn coming out one side. It didn't look like a picture. It looked like a big mess, right? Well, that's what life looks like right? Um, until finally, she said, it's the Lord that when you turn around that tapestry, now you can see the picture, you know? So when she was in the concentration camp, it was just, you know, all these threads, but, you know, you turn it around. Well, that was a word picture. So your dad, in talking to uh, to Corey, Corey told your dad, um, he said, look, uh, you know, Gary, whenever you speak, and Corey would go all over the world speaking and talking about uh, God's love as a Holocaust survivor and even and forgiveness and all the cool things. But she goes, I always use a picture when I speak, because when I go back five years later, they may not remember what I said, but they always remember that picture. So um, so uh, so now it was a little bit different for me. For me, I saw an emotional word. So we're going to get into how to do this, Michael, and it'll get real practical um, in just a second. But um, so here's Gary, you know, being told, well, boy, when you communicate and you know what? The greatest communicators of all time used word pictures. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I was coming at it from the counseling side, Um and they're called therapeutic metaphors. Can I, you want me to give you one? Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is the first couple I ever counseled with. And their differences were just, you know, um, you know, they were like, you know, one of them was left-handed, one was right-handed, you know, one of them wanted the toilet paper to go off the top of the roll, you know, the other one just wanted it there, you know, they didn't care. They had all these differences um, and they were at each other's throats. And I remember telling him, 
Um, uh, you know, as a counseling student, you do what's called a practicum. Do you know what that is? That's when they tape your counseling session and then you, um, uh, you, you're, there's like, in my case, there were like eight doctoral students and the professor and me and you, and, uh, and you would play a cassette tape. Now we do videotapes here at Moody. I work training counselors and we use videotapes, but back then it was cassette tapes. So I'm playing the counseling session of this session with these people. And I gave them this word picture therapeutic metaphor. And I said, uh, Hey, you know what this is like? This is like getting a really bad sunburn. And if, if you guys ever had a really bad sunburn, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we lived in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Well, and even in Missouri, when you guys were living there on the river, you know, you, you, you know, you're by Kanakuk and that big river and on the boat and you don't put sunscreen on and you have this terrible sunburn, right? So that's right. That's then, when I first discovered aloe vera. Yes. There you go. And the next, <laughs> day, next day at church guaranteed, you know, that's a Saturday. Next day you show up and everybody slaps you on the back. Right. Um, just because they don't know they don't. But as soon as they raise their hand, what do you do? And so I told him, I go, you know what? You guys have a relational sunburn. You guys, it's like, you know, you just walk in the room and raise your hand and you've got this terrible sunburn and it's people. Now, my, my teacher told me that was the worst metaphor he'd ever heard. But that just gives you an example. That was, But from the very start of counseling, I knew in a counseling context, if I could help people get the picture they had changed. So here's Gary and I now teaming up to do a book on this. And uh, um, Carrie T, how, you know, that's true, isn't it? I mean, it's not just for counseling people. It's really for anybody, right? It's absolutely for everybody. I know uh, one of my first experiences with word pictures was when you came into my room and mom and I had been arguing about something. I don't remember what it was, but I was being rebellious in some way. And, you know, it was probably about eight at the time. And I remember you coming in and you pulled out two of my plastic horses. I loved horses at the time. And, you know, one was the mommy horse and one was the little horse. And, you know, the mommy horse had rules to keep the, you know, the little horse safe. And I, I'm still a little bit emotionally uh, damaged from that word picture. But... <laughs> <laughs> And I think you still use it with me today when it comes to Joey, you know, here's the Joey horse, my husband, and here's, you know, um, but yeah, horses have been a, a word picture. I like that is stuck with us since I was eight. So, yeah. So, um, so Roger, Carrie, do you, do you remember, uh, Carrie, that your dad had to use a word picture with you growing up? Am Every I right? single day. <laughs> I thought that was normal, you know, and I thought this is how everybody talked. So, you know, when I would talk to my friends and share a word picture, they would look at me like I was crazy, but it really is such a great tool. And I mean, Roger and I, we've used that, you know, as parents and um, we've taught our kids how to do it, but it really is a, a powerful tool. Yeah, because we use it on people and they don't even know that we're doing it to yeah, them exactly. to help in the communication. But when you and I were first married, we really developed a good word picture just for our marriage. Yeah. And just because I was pretty quick with my zingers. You know, I could give in a good a good one once in a while. And Carrie just kind of sat me down and said, you know, sometimes you say it, it's like dropping a watermelon on my head. Ooh, that must really hurt. Yeah. And she said, you know, some of them are like grapes. Yeah. Some of them may be like an orange or a cantaloupe, Coconut. but that one you just shared with me was very much like a watermelon. Do you remember what that was over? 
It was over. I don't remember. He, I love that he remembers like every. No, I tell do me. because it was when my mom came into Branson, Missouri, oh. and I was so excited because yeah. I was finally going to get a hot breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and so she said that hurt me. That's going, but my stomach is so excited for this. So, but anyways, we got that word picture all the way through our marriage. It's true. Well, and and um, Michael, you know, so here's what I here's what a word picture then is. You know, for a lot of us, I'm telling you, for half the people listening, we don't operate just the way God wired us, our personalities. We can talk about that. We'll come back and talk about that sometime because we're also redoing the book, The Two Sides of Love on the Animals. And so we'll have to, we'll have to redo this when that comes out. Um, but that won't be for a while. But anyway, long story short is we have different personalities and there's a lot of people that are very emotional, but then there's some of us that are more practical, uh, logical. We deal with facts, and bottom line is, is what an emotional word picture does is it takes your words, okay, and you've got a, you've got some kind of issue. You want them to understand you better. If it, I mean, you don't have to answer this, anybody, but is have you ever felt like that person you're talking to, not next to you, but, <laughs> you know, just doesn't understand you, you know, and then there's some of us that need to correct somebody. There's some of us that need to praise somebody. But the problem is when you try to praise somebody who's really insecure, it bounces right off. I mean, try telling your junior high daughter that walks out and she's all dressed up. Hey, you look great. What do they say? Well, you have to say that. What? You're my dad. You know, you're my mom. So praise, encouragement, correction, clarification. Um, we got We can't, we're not communicating or we just don't feel like our words are getting there. And a lot of times, cause they're just words, but when you link them with a picture, it'll go over a person's defenses. This is why Jesus used so many times parables and stories. Cause it would go right over that person's defenses that, you know, here's a Pharisee. They didn't want to hear one word that he was saying. And yet he'd tell them a story, a parable, and I, and they would listen because it, a, a picture goes over a person's de- defenses and then can go right into their heart. I mean, Roger, you felt that, didn't you? When she said, you could hear it in your voice. You know, it's one thing to drop a grape on somebody. You drop a watermelon on somebody's head, particularly somebody you love, like your your wife. And that's what I'm getting at is, is we want people to – Get the picture. And one of the best ways to communicate that, and you don't have to be super creative, but but um, we'll get into that. Uh, there's a lot of places you can find word pictures. But but that's what we're trying to do is help people really communicate in a way, uh, kind of like Corey Ten Boom, that five years later, um, they're going to go, wow, you know, this is uh, I get the picture. I, I, that's, that's so great. And, and, uh, you know, John and Carrie T I I've just been thinking about the listener right now that's thinking to themselves, well, you know, this sounds fantastic and this is, but I just don't feel like I'm creative enough to come up with these. I'm sure they're thinking, well, you guys are all authors and, and, uh, you guys can, uh, are creative, but this is actually something that's really practical and you don't have to really come up with this incredible, uh, word picture right away. It's just kind of expressing how you feel, right? Absolutely. And, you know, for people that are feeling like they're not very creative, we're here to help. So if you go to encouragingwords.com, we actually have 101 word pictures already created that you could use to get your mind flowing, maybe even use one of those if it fits uh, your situation. But we're here to help. Um, And yes, absolutely. I mean, it's really, you don't have to be creative to come up 
with something that's going to work. And I know for my husband and I, um, we got married in our 30s. So we were both pretty independent, you know, successful adults. We knew how to how to do the adult thing. And then we got married and we were fighting all the time over it was the little things, you know, like the dishwasher, the right way to load the dishwasher, you know, and I'm from Arizona. So, you know, you don't run it until it's overflowing and full because it's conserve water. And he's from Washington and they've never heard of a drought. So he'd want to run it every day. And, I, you know, we both just he thought I was a slob. I thought he wasn't protecting the environment, you know, so we it, it was little things that we were really fighting about and we couldn't seem to find unity on. And we were actually out uh, to lunch with some friends and they were talking about their first year of marriage. And they said, you know, it really felt like we were in the middle of a hostile merger that, you know, the company had been bought out and we were trying to merge two really different viewpoints on things, you know, just like you would in a corporation. And Joey and I walked away from that lunch and we just felt so encouraged because we realized, okay, it's not us, it's the merge. And so every time we would get into a fight about something little like the dishwasher, we would just look at each other and say, it's the merge. And it really kind of gave us that common place where we could put that and then begin to deal with the issues unemotionally instead of attacking each other. Wow, that's great. So, well, um, you know, that's it. I mean, it can be just in a conversation you come up, you hear something, it spark, sparks something. We, we talk about how you know, you know how today, you know, when you're doing a Google search on anything, it pops up, you know. So we talk about the in the book, um, the language of love that we're talking about that's uh, being, you know, released right now with focus on the family. It came out a long time ago, but now it's got a whole bunch of new content. The things that Gary and I did, like those 101 word pictures, um, we put them up on the web now because we're adding other people's great stories to it. And so that'll grow from 101. Uh, it, it'll be really cool. Some of the word pictures. Um, but uh, can I give another quick example? So, uh, so uh, Roger and Carrie, you guys lived in Arizona, you know, and, um, and I, I was, I was, you know, getting ready to go on a trip uh, with your dad, and we were uh, going to be gone. I was going to be gone for three or four days, and um, I remember I was out playing with Carrie and Laura, our youngest daughter, uh, and uh, I found a clothespin. Now, as you guys know, in Arizona. Uh, well, first of all, let me explain for those, you know, listening that there used to be these things called clotheslines, you know, and then you would put clothes on them and you'd use a clothespin. Uh, of course, we had a dryer, so we're not that old, but um, um, I'm, old, I'm old, but not that old. But but the, and so we didn't have a clothesline anymore, but this was so obviously this had been in the backyard for a long time and everything dries out in Arizona. So here's this really crummy, uh, you know, wooden, but now it's been degraded and rusted clothespin, but it's still a clothespin. You can see what it is. So I remember walking in, I'm getting ready to, and I wanted to tell Cindy how much I appreciated her. And I remember walking in and handing this to her and she's very practical, you know, and I go, sweetie, hey, I just want you to know something. I really love you. I know I'm heading out of town tomorrow, but um, I just want you to know this is this is you. And I hand her this old wooden rusted clothespin. 
And uh, she goes, oh, thanks. I'm totally, you know, I'm this worthless. And I go, no, 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 wait a minute. I go, you do such a great job of holding everything together when I do have to go out of town. I just want you to know I really thank the Lord for you and just how you hold everything together. Now, I get back three days later. What has Cindy done to that clothespin? She's painted it white, drawn a heart on it, a little red heart on it, put glued a magnet on it. And where is it? Even today, we're, it's on the re, it's on the refrigerator. Yeah, because everything goes on the refrigerator that's really important to you, you know. And everybody thinks it's just, oh, that's something the kids made. But for Cindy, every time she looks at this, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm a clothespin, <laughs> you know. And so that's the kind of thing. Whether it's praise, whether it's explaining something, um, you know, like with you guys, the watermelon on the head. Uh, uh, Michael, did your grandfather ever use a word picture with you? Oh my goodness. Uh, on like so many different occasions. And, um, you know, uh, uh, John, I actually got the opportunity to, uh, to live with him. Um, I, uh, so my parents, uh, went on the mission field and, uh, for a year and a half and, uh, they were in Ethiopia and I was uh, doing a summer course. And so I, I ended up having to stay back here in Missouri. And so, um, I had a roommate, but he ended up uh, being this crazy guy from Saudi Arabia who kicked the door in. And so I was like, I'm not living here. So I, uh, called my uh, grandpa and, and, uh, he said, well, he said, why don't you just go ahead and move in? And, and, uh, so, you know, that was, uh, I've grown up with my grandpa, you know, literally next door to us. And many times it was over the mountain and through the woods to grandpa's house. I went quite literally and, uh, but I never had the opportunity to actually live with him. And so all these different stories that my mom told me about growing up with, uh, having grandpa and you're in the house and everything. And, and, uh, I got to experience that and um, and so uh, there were so many different occasions you know I kind of uh, was in college mode so I was like I'm an adult now and you know I can I can kind of do whatever I want to and and uh, so I remember I uh, came home really late one night and um, I uh, uh, I was out you know with my friends we went out to dinner and went to a late movie and I think it was like a midnight showing or something and um, and so I uh, I didn't text my grandparents and telling them hey I'm gonna be a little bit late and so my grandpa stayed up the entire time and uh, came home and and uh, guys he used the most incredible word picture to be able to, to describe exactly how he was feeling and it made me realize that man my my grandpa is really you know concerned about my safety and where you know where I am because he's kind of in charge of me while my parents are overseas and I got it right then and there and uh, that was kind of my the first thing that you know uh, we can use them in, in every in every relationship and uh, to be able to describe exactly how I'm feeling and even my place where I am now you know living with roommates and uh, being a postgrad you know it's it's so helpful to how uh, we can describe exactly what we're grandpa feeling. was able it's to stay awake <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think there was some um football games or something that he must have recorded that kept him up but uh mm. yeah well i'm i'm telling you your dad uh you're uh, well carrie and roger uh, i mean and then grandfather you know but gary was a jedi knight when it came to um word pictures and we would counsel together and of course, you know, Carrie's right. He was always the good cop. <laughs> oh gosh. He went in. I'd be telling him, you know what, there's no way you guys are gonna make it if you don't shape up. And Gary was so encouraging. And I'm telling you, three fourths of the time he'd use um, he'd use a word picture. Now, just to make sure people get what we're saying, can I share a word yes. picture that didn't work? Yeah, because, you know, it sounds like, oh, this is easy. I'm just going to go in. So I remember I was uh, – do you remember uh, Norm yeah. uh, Evans, yeah. the football player that was really good? Okay. 
And so Gary and I used to speak at these things called pro athlete out, outreach conferences. And, um, it's a bunch of, so picture, there's a whole bunch of NFL players and there was no uh, press. There was no, you couldn't ask for autographs, unfortunately, but it was all these who's who's in the NFL that they were, it was put on by an NFL player to help strengthen their marriages. And so um, I remember uh, teaching them this concept. We had just written the book and uh, do you remember Jimmy Zorn? Does that ring a bell? Um, he was a quarterback for the Seahawks and a really good friend of your dad's and, and, and mine. But um, he, at the time, he was the quarterback of the Seahawks. And, and so I had told these guys, hey, OK, I want you and they had a little bit of time to think about it. I want you to come up with a word picture on what is it you really love your your spouse, you know. And so this one guy. Jimmy Zorn, you know, stands up and he goes, my wife is like a sponge. She soaks up all these good things out of God's word and, and squeezes them out all over me and the kids. And, and then um, this other guy uh, um, uh, named Steve Largent, uh, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame, that was another good friend of your dad's. He stands up and, um, and he goes, my wife is like a credit card with an unlimited balance. And he goes, anybody here want to have an unlimited balance card? Of course, everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so he goes, well, picture if you if this was love, if what you could get out of the machine was love, she is like a 24-7 automated teller. Every play, if you need, if you need to be loved, she is so loving, she's like a credit card with an unlimited balance. Okay, now those are both pretty good, right? Those are okay. And then then this guy stood up uh, who was a linebacker named Jeff Davis, uh, but he was all American. He prayed for Tampa Bay. That's why nobody, nobody ever heard of him. But he, uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, he was all American at Auburn, if that gives him any more credit. And so he stands up and he goes, uh, now he's a bass fisherman. And, uh, and do you guys know there's actually a bass fishing channel? No, there's a, on the TV. There's and there's a, he's actually you know he's a really good bass fisherman and been in tournaments and all this stuff. But he was a you know pro player with the, but he'd fish a lot and 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 so he goes I'll tell you my wife and he'd actually brought one. He he, uh, he goes my wife is like a rubber worm, dry, dipped in crawdad juice. <laughs> she is so attractive and it didn't matter what he said you could see her head just drop like oh my gosh oh, i'm a worm you know that john do you know that my brothers are still mad at me my dad took me to the pao conferences for years i was the one that got to go i don't know why he picked me and because i didn't know anything about football but i remember when i met steve largent i told my dad someday I, I can't marry Steve because he's already married, but someday I want to meet a guy that's just <laughs> like Steve Largent. And I, yes, and I had my, you know, my list of, of what I would want to look for in a man. And yeah, Roger. There it is. And, uh, but what, so, I mean, so, okay, maybe you do a word picture and it's like, you know, and the, but why did that fall flat? Okay. And part of the reason why is, is when you do a word picture, and this is so important, you want to think about what's important to them. Do, do you know what I mean? What's something that, that, that really speaks in, because she wasn't a bass fisherman, his wife. And I mean, that made total sense to him. 
But when you use a picture um, that that uh, that uh, can I give you another quick example? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Carrie and I are now doing do you guys do Facebook live things sometimes? Yeah. In fact, we just, uh, dad and I did one yesterday where, uh, you can now do Facebook live with two people on the same, uh, session. So you got to talk to us about that because, uh, it, it, Carrie sets them up and then I do them, but Carrie, did you hear that? So we got to talk to, yeah, I know. uh, We'll have to pick your brain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's this lady. So it's, so we're talking to these people about doing word pictures. Okay. And this one lady, and this is the part that just blows you away. I know people are going to think, okay, a dumb, you know, a watermelon, uh, you know, uh, merging rivers or merging companies, all these things. Eh. Okay. So this lady um, wants to communicate to her husband how much he appreciates her. And so he, she's, this is, she's in our Facebook group on this launches the book it's, it, when it launches, you know. So anyway, here's what she goes. She says to her husband, her, she said, my husband's not emotional at all. And, uh, and uh, he, you know, he's a builder, but he's just, you know, he just, he's really good at building things and he's the most supportive, caring person. And I wanted him to know how supportive it was and how safe we feel, you know, and he's a builder, right? You know, so she goes, hey, you know what? I just want you to know something, sweetheart. Um, uh, so she's reading the book and she, she goes, uh, you know, uh, guess what? So they have one daughter. Guess what uh, my, our, our daughter and I are like? We're like these neon posters, okay? But to really have a poster, you've got to have a wall to put them on that's secure and safe. And you know what? You're like this beige wall. And uh, we could not, I mean, the whole reason we get to shine is because you met, you're so good at, at just being so you know, stable. You're like a beige wall. And listen to this. He breaks into tears. And see, this is the deal. I know the average person listening, I'm telling you, they're going to go, yeah, right. Hand him a clothespin. You're like a beige wall. But what that had done is is here's a guy, you know, that doesn't use a lot of words, okay? But man, that picture, he knows as a builder, um, that's why you do it. You build quality things and and all, I mean, it, it was just boom, you know? And so that's the kind of thing that we get to encourage people um, is is just, you know, well, how, how, do, how do you do that? People that have never, you know, ever done a good picture, they can go on your website and you've already written over a hundred. And I love that. Yeah. Well, Carrie, explain a little bit about, you know, there's the book, the language of love, but this day and age, there's so many great ways. So what we did is we actually took that chapter from the book. Um, and, uh, and uh, so you can, you know, you get the yeah, book. We made, it a, we made it a free download on the website. So anyone, you know, even if you haven't read the book, you can still have access to the 101 word pictures. Uh, Cause really we want people to use this and we want people to, um, you know, to, to be inspired, to, to take the risk, to feel a little uncomfortable at times, to share a word picture, but really get to watch it and make a difference in and their that's relationships. that's a great practical tool for people to be able to use. If Michael shared, it may not have the creativity, but what a great resource for people. And John, you were kind of mentioning that people may be thinking this is silly and a beige wall can actually move a guy who's non-emotional to tears. But 
You mentioned that probably the world's greatest communicator at the very beginning of the show. And what was the greatest communicator that could move someone to tears or move someone to change? Who was that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think we've been talking kind of all around it, talking about personal relationships. But when you want to really understand love, then you want to love like Jesus, right? So guess what? If you're going to love like Jesus, you're going to use word pictures. Okay. Now think about, um, think about this guy, uh, you know, Peter and, uh, Peter's a fisherman and, you know, Jesus shows up and, and he takes him, he asks him, Hey, look, can you go out please? Um, because uh, I, I, what he did is he had he got in his boat, pushed out, and if you've been in, at the uh, you know Sea of Galilee, it's like a huge river, but it looks like you know part of the ocean. It's so big, you know, and so. But what he could do then is so here's this big crowd is his voice would carry over the water and it amplifies it in essence. So he speaks to the people and then he goes, "Oh, great job, thanks." And and then he says, "What?" You know, he goes, "Well, hey, put your net over. All right, if I have to. We've been fishing all night. We caught nothing." And, and of course, the boat starts sinking with all the fish that Jesus put in the nets. And he gets up and he goes, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And he goes, hey, you know, he tells him to rise up, you know, and 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 does what? Gives him a, a word picture. You know, you are my rock. You know, this is who he's going to build his his church on, you know. And um, Jesus would would change people's perspective on who they were with a word picture. He'd correct them with a word picture. Um, In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it weren't so, he'd give us a picture of, uh, you know, when we do go to get to be with him, you know, what's heaven going to be like? So, no, you're exactly right. Uh, And there's a whole chapter (laughs) in the book on, um, you know, and, and really all throughout the book, it's like, okay, if we want to be like Jesus and love like Jesus, then here's a great tool that he used and that we really can use to impact others' lives. To communicate well. I remember Gary talking with me about his publishing and, and just the language of love. He would share with me, he said, I could never believe no one ever did a book on this. When he said, I just, I just kept thinking, someone's going to do this, someone's going to do this. But then when the language of love came out, you know, that you guys really just did a great job. And, and it's really, John, I feel it's one of the best books you guys ever wrote. I tell people all the time, you will laugh out of control in some areas and you will cry in some areas yes. of the book. You'll be encouraged so much by the book because it's so well written and the content's great. The, the book is just so well written that, as you shared in the beginning, it won the Gold Medallion Award. It's just a phenomenal book. And anyone who reads it from being a parent to uh, single to married to empty nester and a boss who's trying to communicate well or inspire his employees, if you just want to be more like Jesus, it really is his communication system. And I can't help but remember when Gary used to say, if you really want to connect with someone for them to instantly not just understand what you are saying, but feel what you're feeling. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, that helps so much. Um, I mean, (coughs) Carrie, you know, uh, Carrie T in our, in our home, um, you know, we have several different, you know, personalities uh, running around. And, um, uh, you know, there's, there's just certain times 
where um, even with people you really love, it's just it's so easy to get crossways, you know, or not communicate well or not speak their language. But this is one tool. This is one thing um, that can just, you know, be such a, a an incredibly helpful tool as well. Absolutely. And I, I know with this version as well, we've added a lot of new stories. We've added new content and our prayers that it would just have the same same impact as the original, um, that it would still, you know, be able to go out and change, you know, double the lives that it has already. You know, I, I, I think, you know, we've been talking uh, all, you know, all, all about this, you know, but, um, you know, uh, really and truly, uh, if you guys ever been to um, uh, Mount Rushmore? A lot of Rushmore, yes. Okay. So you're looking up and you're looking at these, you know, four, you know, epic presidents carved in the, in the, in the stone. Well, if there was a marriage and family, um, Mount Rushmore, then your dad would be on it, you know? And, uh, I think that, uh, Gary, one of the, uh, things that, was part of the reason why was, uh, well, he was humble and he just loved Jesus all out and was real. You know, uh, I think he and I ba- both basically, we liked each other because we just made mistakes <laughs> and we'd write about them. Yeah. And I've made a whole career out of that. I just asked Carrie, which is why we're all in therapy and counseling now. And we're all, but we're all, we're all broken and messed up. Right. I mean, that's why we need a savior. That's why we need each other. Um, but I, I, I'm telling you that, uh, you know, you, you know, your dad was really had, um, you're exactly right, Roger. This was a book that Gary uh, really wanted to write because it just, you know, he had seen the power, not just with Corey, but what he had done. And then, of course, I'm coming in from a counseling way. And besides the sunburn one, some used some good ones, too. And um, and it was like, man, oh, man, you know, so it was really fun to do. Focus on the family has been great now to uh, um, to, you know, update it. They said, well, you can't do it unless you do a bunch of new content. And uh, so those are basically new stories and illustrations. Um, but the heart of it is still there is what I'm getting at. So um, so it'll be really fun. So appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it's a great uh, resource. It's really fun, too. You know, for you and and John in your ministry there's other phenomenal resources that I would love to have you back on the show with Carrie T and you know there's a great book called The Blessing that has impacted not just so many people but generations now that is a message to be heard and then also there's a great fun book called The Two Sides of Love which you mentioned earlier is going to be coming out again we would just love to have you two back on the show to just talk about those things and and what I love about uh, John is not only a great communicator and just great content person, but also a person who's continually lived out his life loving Jesus more than anything and above and, and just serving people. So, John, and just thank you for your ministry and your heart for marriages and, and people. And you know what? We just are grateful to be a part of what you've done for so many years. And just thank you for being a part of this show and Carrie. And so honored, John and Carrie T, that um, this message that was so important all those years ago with you and my dad 
and how it can have a new life and a new purpose and a new audience. And we're just so honored. Thank you so much. Hey, we we loved it, and um, you know it's like the the Grateful Dead and the Beach Boys are still playing songs, and uh, none of, none of them are the real, you know. So uh, yeah. let's just keep let's do the reunion tour on those books because yeah, we would be honored. That would be awesome. Yeah, because yeah, there's a whole new generation that needs to hear uh, "Help Me, Rhonda." I mean, needs to read the blessing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been a reunion tour for the books for sure. And uh, John and Carrie T, thank you so much for being a part of this show. And, and, you know, I'm thinking about our audience members that are uh, inspired by today's message that are thinking to themselves, man, I can't wait to get that book, but I just am in a tough place in my relationship and uh, I can't, I want to start using word pictures. And uh, so John, and uh, Carrie T, one of the things that we love our uh, guests to do at the end of the show is just to pray for our listeners that are uh, are thinking to themselves, man, I don't know if there's really any hope in my relationships, but maybe if I maybe I get this word picture, uh, uh, maybe using word pictures in my relationships are totally going to uh, revolutionize my relationships. And so do you mind just praying for those people right now? Oh, I would be honored. Are you kidding? So yeah, absolutely. Well, all right. Well, Lord Jesus, we are beyond um, honored and grateful for the privilege of praying now for each person, each one who uh, is uh, maybe thinking oh, it's too late or, you know, thinking the hills, you know, too steep to climb or I've said everything twice and, you know, they haven't heard it. But Lord, uh, so often it's because we're saying the same words over and over again at different volume levels and it just doesn't break through. So Lord, help us to not just do more of the same that doesn't work. Help us to do more of something different and using an emotional word picture um, uh, like, you know, we've talked about today can be something different that you did. And so, Lord, help us to learn that. And and it's not a magic uh, formula. Nobody's saying that. Uh, but Lord, so often we've seen you do amazing things um, by uh, giving people a, a picture uh, Lord, uh, that, that, that really changes, begins to change everything. So we love you and thank you. It's in your precious name amen. we pray. And all of us, all God's people said, amen. Amen. And that's our show on emotional word pictures with Dr. John Trent and his daughter, Carrie Trent Stageberg. If you enjoyed today's show, then I would highly encourage you to go pick up a copy of John and my grandpa's book called The Lang